Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with episode number 87 of the Today's the Electrical Economy podcast series sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit fittings in 1988 and in 1999 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In this podcast, we'll take a look at some of the largest construction projects in the pipeline right now, and we'll also highlight the electrical stock that did the best in 2023. We'll also give you some updates for the five key weekly economic indicators. Initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. And our thanks again to Champion Fireblast for them to be sponsoring our 2024 series of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series. For the week ending December the 30th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial unemployment claims was 202,000. That's a decrease of 18,000 from the previous week's revised level. The four-week moving average for unemployment claims, 207,750, and that is a decrease of 4,750 from the previous week's revised average. The unemployment rate for December is 3.7%. These six states had the biggest decreases in unemployment claims for the week ending December the 30th. California was down 7,572. Texas was down 6,080 to 7,900. Missouri was down 2,551 to 5,483. Florida was down 1,583 to 3,906. Oregon down 1,211 to 1,538. And the state of North Carolina down 1,110 down to 1,578. We had eight states that had increases of unemployment claims for more than 1,000 for the week ending December 30th. These states were Pennsylvania, 4,543 increase to over 20,000. New Jersey was up 2,894 to 18,056. Massachusetts unemployment claims were 2,715. They now stand at 12,475. State of Michigan up 2,639, up to 13,261. Connecticut up 2,220, and that is Connecticut is up to 8,172. Rhode Island up 1,420. They now stand at 3,087. New York up 1,331 to 17,612. And Wisconsin up 1,019, now standing at 1,717. One of the most interesting leading economic indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It measures the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR, which publishes this week data weekly at www.aar.org. U.S. railroads had a strong month for freight traffic in December. Combined U.S. cargoes and intermodal originations in December were over 1.8 million, and that's up 8.8% compared with December 2022 figures. If you look at the total weekly amount, the, the weekly, the weekend, December 30th, which is a short week because of the uh, Christmas holiday, uh, whale traffic was 370,800 carloads and intermodiators. That's up 3.4% compared with the same week last year. According to AAR Senior Vice President John T. Gray, total U.S. rail carloads were up 2% in the fourth quarter of 2023 over the fourth quarter of 2022, while U.S. intermodal traffic was up 5% in the same period. This means that U4 was clearly the best quarter of 2023 for rail volumes on a year-over-year basis.
For the most recent data, ending December the 30th, we had total traffic in the short and Christmas week was down 2.3% compared to the same week in 2022. But we did have some categories with some pretty significant increases for the week. Motor vehicles and parts were up 12.3%. Petroleum petroleum products were up 11.1%. And we also had metallic ores and metals up 4.8%. Uh, Non-metallic minerals were up 2.1%. Uh, biggest decline, grain down 9.8%. We also had total intermodal units down 4.9% and forest products down 4.9%. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. The data is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. The rig count continues to slow decline, losing another rig since the previous week's data. Over the past year, the total U.S. rig count was down 151 rigs year over year, and that's a 19.6% decline. On a basin basis, for the week, the Permian Basin was up two rigs, but that's still down 42 rigs over the past year for a decline of about 12%. The current price of WTI crude oil as of January 8th is $70.43 a barrel. Right now, the WTI price is well below the year-over-year -year average, which has been running about $77.54. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future business activity. Copper is used in so many industries and the construction industry is among the leaders because of its use in wire cable and copper plumbing pipe. Comex copper prices on January 8th were $3.82 per barrel. They're up about 7.5% since the recent low in the mid-November. The current average copper price is around $3.87 per barrel, so we're hitting right around the average for this week. I'm updating the database that I provide for electrical marketing newsletter on large construction projects that are in the pipeline, either in the planning stage or breaking ground. And I thought I'd highlight a couple of the larger projects that I found over the past couple of days in my research. The picture here is actually a mixed use development that's in Willits Point, Queens, very close to Shea Stadium. It's gonna be some uh, quite a few, several hundred units of low income housing and also a new and, and separate soccer stadium that's going to be sponsored. I believe the total construction value for that stadium pictured here in the rendering is about $780 million. I was not able to find the total construction value here, but judging from the number of units, I'm sure this, this project in total will be getting close to about $2, million, $2 billion, I would expect. Some interesting projects hit the news over the past uh, couple weeks. Uh, and a couple, some were interesting, some fields that we'd seen before with uh, semiconductors, We've talked in the last couple of uh, presentations, I believe, about some of the investment in the nation's rail system and also uh, EV battery plants. Uh, the largest project of this consortium comes together. This is in upstate New York. It's being spearheaded by uh, the state of New York with some of the larger uh, some semiconductor uh, companies out there. And they're launching what they believe in total will be an investment of $10 billion on the Albany Nanotech Research Center. And that will be in, uh, near the state capitol there. Um, another large, but very large project to spend in total will be through the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. There's multiple transportation projects on the rail systems, uh, particularly in that area, $3.6 billion. Uh, there was, a, according to the good folks, the Dodge Construction Network, uh, there's a breaking ground in uh, November was the Children's Hospital of 
Philadelphia is an inpatient tower, $1.9 billion tower there. Also breaking ground, according to the folks from Dodge in Queen Creek, Arizona, LG Energy's battery plant, $1.6 billion. Uh, we mentioned before that uh, Willits Point mixed use development, and that's about, I'm, I'm guessing that at about uh, probably closer to $2 billion. Uh, some of the other smaller projects, but still sizable in many ways. Uh, in uh, Iowa, Middletown, Iowa, broke breaking ground in November was the Iowa Army Ammunition Plant, $750 million. Uh, this is uh, a plans announced that this one comes through. It could be very interesting and actually a very, very large project in uh, downtown Oklahoma City at Boardwalk at Bricktown. That's $700 million. Uh, we also have a solar farm uh, out in New Mexico, breaking ground over $400 million. We had it in Nevada, Moapa, Nevada, if that's the correct pronunciation, the Silverhawk Natural Gas Field Power Plant, $353 million. Mixed use multifamily project in the 5055 Broad Street in New York, $200 million. And also the redevelopment of the Superman building, a neat name for a building in Providence, Rhode Island, breaking ground for a multifamily project there. Raleigh, a large mixed use development, $185 million in Union West mixed use development there. And there's a number of, uh, this is some of the federal monies coming through for the, through the CHIPS Act for some, some expansion of some semiconductor plants in Colorado and Oregon. That's, and that's a semiconductor plant expansion funded by CHIPS, $162 million. Uh, another project, one of the first buildings is getting ready to break ground. They know this across the country in Seattle, and that is the University of Washington Seattle campus. It's a 69-acre Portage Bay crossing. It's gonna be some classrooms, some housing, some retail. Looks like an interesting project that'll be just on the outskirts of downtown Seattle. The overall stock market had a pretty nice rebound in 2023 after a pretty dismal 2022. Uh, electrical stocks actually beat the averages by quite a bit, some of the uh, leaders in there. When you look at the biggest uh, increases as a percent basis, and this is both, uh, I did put Amazon in there as a, could be a possible competition with their Amazon supply, but they had a big year, up 76%. Uh, the purely electrical stocks that were had showed the highest percent gains uh, and let's take a look just to give you a frame of reference. S&P for the year uh, was up 23.2%, Dow Jones up 13.9%, NASDAQ up 40.2%. And I, I put together a list of the slides here, a list, list of the companies that were all beat all these averages. We had Federal Signal up 63.1%, Encore Wire up 55.4%, and Vent Electric up 51.3%, Eaton Corp up 51.2%. Quanta Services, the large electrical contractor with a, with the main focus on utility line construction and particularly renewables, up 47.7%. Ferguson was a, had not seen them amongst the leaders for a while, but look at that Ferguson, the uh, large distributor from uh, overseas that they do are doing a lot of HVAC as well as some lighting showroom type of work, but up 47.3%. Granger also representing well, up 46.6% for the year. The large national electrical contractor, MCOR, up 42.7%, AtCore Incorporated up 42.1%, and ABB up 41.6%. Um, of course, not everyone has, has a big year like that. And the, the companies, and these companies weren't down huge, but they, we, I still like to mention just kind of so you get a, an idea who was uh, lagging and with the stock price. Uh, MassTech is that the, the contracting firm down 12.3%. 3M was down 9.3% for the year. Merson, the French-based uh, fused semiconductor uh, circuit protection company, down 8.6%.
Nexon's the wire and cable company down 7.9% and Signify was down 5.7%. Because we had a one year in 2023 that was up significantly following that year when we were down significantly, I think it's important to see where we are if you add, if you take a look at the a two year run. And in this case, these slides are looking from uh, the very beginning of January 2023. Uh, highlighted in yellow first, let's look at the averages, how they did over the past years. If you combine their ups and their, their up year of this year, this past year, and their down year of 2022, uh, S&P was down 1% over the past two years, Dow Jones down excuse me, uh, Dow Jones up 3.2% and NASDAQ down 6.5%. But if you look at the, uh, some interesting stories to tell here, if you look at the companies that in the uh, bold, the, the far right column there of the first chart, that look at Quanta up 88% over the past two years, Federal Signal up 76.8%, MCOR up 66.8%, Granger up 60.5%, Hubble, the steady Eddie has had a number of years of back-to-back -back years of beating the all indices and they are up 58.6%. Nucor up 54.5%. Invenologic up 53.9%. Encore Wire up 53.1%. Atcor up 48%. And Eaton up 41.7%. Rexall had, has had a nice run, 38.2%. SS Wesco being up 32.5%. Uh, as we mentioned in our last uh, look uh, of the uh, just uh, for 2023, if you look at the two year change, uh, there were some companies that did not do quite as well. Uh, Generac is still, price still down, down 63.4%. That, of course, over the years before this, Generac had a couple of years when they were up literally 100% per year for at least two or three years, I believe. And they were just, they were definitely have flattened out quite a bit. Dialite was down 56.2% over the past two years. Smart Global Holdings in the lighting business, a smaller company. 48.5% uh, decline, 3M was down 38%, Signify down 27.9%, and Mastic down 20.1%. I appreciate you giving us a listen today, and I also appreciate the folks at Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring this podcast series. We couldn't have done it without them. We're going to be hitting our 100th sponsored podcast with the Champion sponsorship, and I think that's, that's pretty great, and I appreciate their uh, trust in us for sponsoring this series. If you have any questions on any of the data presented in these, uh, this podcast series, you can always contact me at jlucy at endeavorb2b.com or by cell phone at 913-461-7679. Our next presentation is going to be on January the 22nd. I'm going to be hitting the road over the next couple of weeks. And if you do see me, uh, flag me down. Please do flag me down. I'll be at the NED Western in Austin. I'll be at the Endeavor Conference coming up in Las Vegas at the end of the month. And also in February, I'm planning on being at the NAD South Central meeting in Dallas. So if you are at any of those meetings and you see me there, uh, let's plan to get together to chat. It would be great to get, get to get some feedback on our podcast series. So until then, stay healthy, be happy. Look forward to talking with you in two weeks on January 22nd.